to Grace Grind and Growth, the podcast. I am Deja Woodard. On this episode, I wanted to talk about the power of planning. I think that planning is something that we can all kind of like learn from just because it just makes life so much easier. Um, I find that planning basically is the recipe you want to use if you want to increase your probability for success. It definitely pertains to college because if you come in with a plan for college, you are just like worried about getting in, getting out. It's easier to accomplish if you already have your action steps, if you know how you want to get to that plan. Um, I will say everyone comes to college for a different reason. I've met people who come to college just because they felt like it's what they're supposed to do. Um, I am that person. I felt like coming to college was what I was supposed to do. Um, some people come to college because their parent, maybe their parents have already promised them a job in their family business as long as they get a degree. And at the end of that four years, that job will be there waiting for them. Other people come to college to find themselves or to get away from home or just because they feel like they know what they want to study, but maybe they don't know what they want to do or they just want to meet people or what have you. Um, There are a bunch of reasons that people come to college. But having... A plan, having a goal, having some steps to accomplish that goal always leaves you in a better position than not planning and just winging it and just going with the flow. Um, Although there's a time and a place for everything, and sometimes going with the flow and being spontaneous can be helpful in and of itself. So if I am speaking to the power of planning, I wish personally that I had planned for college better um, all the way around, like getting used to the idea of having to do everything myself. I think I transitioned to that or I adjusted to that pretty easily. But had I not been like I grew up as an only child, I have two younger brothers. Um, They live in New York and I live in North Carolina. So had I not Um, being used to the idea of being by myself or like being on my own I probably wouldn't have adjusted as well just because I know some of my friends like got homesick or some of the roommates that I've had in the past would go home like every single weekend or they'd like always be like cooped up in their room kind of being like sad because they missed their friends from home instead of just thinking about what was around them and the people that they could meet they were focused on a previous stage that they were no longer in. For me, planning goes as far as academics because I personally don't know what I want to do after college, but I do know the things that I enjoy doing in college. I love anything and everything leadership and service-oriented. I really enjoy helping people. So that has me looking at a bunch of different fields where I can do these things um, as a regular requirement of the job that I want to pursue. I kind of started considering something in nonprofits just because I thought it'd be cool to serve people 
in my career. Like, I think that the idea of helping people as my job is pretty awesome. Um, and coming to college has exposed me to nonprofits in the nonprofit sector, um, different nonprofit organizations in my community, like locally, on and off my school's campus. I think that's an awesome opportunity. But really planning is just the most efficient, successful, and swift way to accomplish your goal. Um, you can definitely accomplish a goal without planning, obviously. People do it all the time. But if you want to save time, money, energy, anything, you need to plan. And plan out different strategies and whatnot for how to do so. One way I like to think about planning is comparing it to work. So I feel like people would go to work differently if they knew that they wouldn't be paid hourly. Like, say, for example my salary is like $50,000. I'm going to plan, like if I get paid hourly, yes, I'm going to like work an entire day and like get to my task as I get to them. But say I wasn't getting paid hourly, say I got paid a flat rate of $50,000, regardless of how, like for X amount of work, regardless of how long it took me. I'm going to plan out the most efficient way to get that work done because I don't want to spend all my time doing it just because I can, I want to get it over and done with and be on my way. Planning is what people would do if they weren't paid by the hour kind of thing. I definitely feel like when you plan, you need to work backwards. When I was coming to high school, or going to high school, excuse me, um, when I was going to high school, I did a pageant. And in that pageant, it was like a scholarship program. And we had to read the seven, it was like the seven highly most highly effective, seven habits of the most highly effective teens or something like that. Um, and one of the habits was to begin with the end in mind. And reading that book, that always stuck with me oddly enough. Um, that's something that I still do to this day consistently. I work backwards. I will be the first to tell you um, academically in the workplace, like I am very goal oriented. Like I need to know where we're going and then I'll trace my steps on how to get there. Um, but working backwards is very important when you're planning because you need to know where you're going. How can you make a plan if you don't know what you're trying to get to? Um, then I would say when you're thinking about what your goal is, you have to think about how realistic it is, how measurable it is, how specific can you get with it? Um, what do you have to lose or gain from completing or not completing this goal? Like sometimes for me, I don't have enough riding on a goal for me to complete it. Like if I can not do the goal and have no repercussions, then I'm not really pressed for it. But if I have this huge opportunity riding on me achieving my goal, then of course I'm going to like bust my butt to try and finish and complete it. Um, goals are really helpful when you write the plans, the plans for the goal down. Um, I definitely think that when you write a goal down, it's important to be specific, put it somewhere that you can see it, um, maybe put a reminder in your phone to like think about it or visualize it and find someone who's going to keep you accountable. Some people are better accountability partners than others um, just because it's better to have an accountability partner who can connect with you on that level than not to, but something in some cases is better than nothing. Um, and I'll give you an example. So if So for me, I wanted to create this podcast and... I was very, like, reserved about it at first. 
Like when I first started it, I was like, I'm just going to create a podcast. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm not going to publicize it. I'm not going to tell anybody about it. Eventually, I will. When I get there, I'll get there. But until then, it's just going to be me. And that's what I did, kind of. And then I started soliciting feedback of some people. And then some of my friends were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make sure like you keep doing this because I really enjoy it. I think it's a great idea. Um, and like I see how much you really want to do it. So for me, in this case, I don't have other friends who want to start a podcast. Actually, I do have one now, but I didn't. I wasn't aware of her um, desire to do that at the time. But that's neither here nor there. But what I'm saying is that sometimes you just need someone to make sure that you're on your P's and Q's and like taking those baby steps towards your goal. Because if you have no one at all, then you're just liable to convince yourself not to do it or to talk yourself out of completing your goal. Um, but in some cases, having an accountability partner who is doing the exact same thing that you are is more helpful than having some random person or some random friend who can't relate to the goal um, encourage and push you. And a great example of that would be like people going to the gym, right? Like if I have no desire to go to the gym, but I see you going to the gym, me being your accountability partner, I may be like, did you go to the gym today? Instead of being like, hey, it's 6 a.m., let's get up, I'll meet you there because I'm trying to achieve the same goal as you. Those are two completely different things. Um, and the investment in the accountability is different too. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just something to be aware of when you make that decision on taking on an accountability partner. Um, I guess another power of planning is within the strategy. It's very important to assess how you're going to accomplish a goal because you can make a goal. And if you have no idea how to get there, you're never going to move or progress forward towards your goal. And progression is the easiest way to achieve a goal. And I say that because... You gotta like you gotta start. Um, it's important to just do it. Just take that first step and just move forward towards your goal. Because if you never start, you'll never get there. Um, something I like to say when I strategize is like my plan A is my plan everything. You know, people are always like, oh, if my plan A doesn't work, then I go to plan B. If I if my plan B doesn't work, then I go to plan C, and so on. But sometimes. Depending on the situation and what the goal is and what it pertains to, in some situations, I won't make a plan A. Like, my plan B is to make plan A work. Like, all my plans, my plan B through Z is, like, 25 different ways to make plan A work, you know? And I do that just because sometimes I feel like if I am to make a plan B for something, it's almost saying, like, I'm prepared for this not to work, and that's okay, so I have this in place. And with some goals, I'm not okay with things not working. Like, certain things, for me, it, for example, um, I knew that I wanted to come to college and make, or excuse me, minor in Chinese. And I was like, well, if I don't minor, I can just take a couple classes and not get the minor. Like, no, that's not okay. I've been taking Chinese on and off since I was in, like, seventh grade. Why would I not get the minor? Um, so it's like, no, I don't need to find a plan B. I don't need to pick another minor. I don't need to take a couple classes and then just stop there and say, oh, I know the basics. I, my plan A is to get my minor. Um, I'm actually completing my minor this semester, which I'm very excited about. But sometimes I feel like making a plan B or plan C or plan D or whatever is a distraction and it prepares you to not accomplish plan A. And 
for me, that's not really a good strategy just because I know myself. Um, but that takes me to my next thought that you have to know yourself in order to plan effectively. Planning only works if you work with yourself and your strengths and your own weaknesses. And that's something that no one can tell you how to do. Um, and when I say that, I mean, like, don't set yourself up for failure. If you know that there has never been a day in your life where you don't get where you get up before 10 a.m., like, don't tell your accountability partner that you're going to be at the gym at 530. Like, that's not realistic. Um, it's doable, but chances are not in your favor. And you don't want to set yourself up for that. Um Failure, like, you just don't want to set yourself up for that failure. Um, work around your weaknesses until you can strengthen them. So until you learn how to get up at 530, work around your weaknesses. Work out in the evenings instead of in the mornings or go um, for a run once you get up instead of making yourself get up four hours earlier than you normally would. Um, baby steps are better than being stagnant. So as long as you move towards your goal, as I said before, it's better than never starting. Um, something that I want to talk about, though, is that failure is inevitable. I'm not saying, like, be accepting of failure, but regardless of what you do, you're going to fail at some point in time. Why? Because failure is proof that you're trying. It just comes with the territory. You can't have success without failure, just like you can't, like, good can't coexist without bad. Um, you have to experience failure to appreciate success. Sometimes failure is actually redirection. I will say that. Um, a quote that I think of when I think of, like, failure. Um, how does it go? It's something like, all storms don't come to destroy. Some storms come to clear paths or something. There's another one, though. There's one that goes something like, um, sometimes things have to fall apart before they can fall together or fall in place or something like that. But it's important to know that you're going to get knocked down. Nobody is perfect. Everybody has had something, some trial and tribulation that made them appreciate the success that much more um, because they they had to learn how to rise with resilience. You have to make sure that your bounce back game is strong. It has to be stronger than the thought that you should quit because failure is going to come no matter what you do. You can be stuck and be stagnant and be complacent in your failure and just let that stop you. Like that can be a period at the end of your sentence or you can like fail, comma, continue on to like your happily ever after. But it's important to analyze and adjust when you fail. You can't fail by trying to pursue a goal. And once you fail, try that same thing again. Like sometimes that'll be okay, but other times you'll be like, okay, well that's not working for me. What What's another angle that I can pursue to achieve this goal? How else can I get there? Make sure that you're always looking for solutions and stay positive. You have to think about what went wrong, but spend more time focusing on how to fix what went wrong than what went wrong. I think it's definitely important to recognize your progress because when you plan and you adjust and you plan and you adjust, it kind of becomes like second nature. And when it becomes second nature, it becomes more effective because you don't have to think about it anymore. It's kind of like a habit by this time. And if you can make something as simple as planning a habit, then you'll get in the habit of efficiently being successful, like using as little time and energy as possible and maximizing your efforts and your outcomes, which is awesome. Like, why wouldn't you want to do that? Um, but I know this episode was a little bit shorter, but I just wanted to talk about the power of planning really quickly. So thank you for listening. 
Give me some feedback, leave a review, a rating, send me any questions that you may have. And have a great one. Bye, y'all. Even when you start to acting like a fool, you know I'm loving every single thing you do.